You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode. Long awaited, almost two weeks you've had to wait for this one, but another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Brought to you by me and Monster D-Face and the amazing, amazing Patreons that we have over at Patreon.com. So all our patrons, thank you so much for all your support. Got some fun content, some great stuff coming for you guys this month. This is the first full month that uh, you can be a Patreon, so make sure you guys you go there for as little as like $2.99 a month. You can get an extra show, some fun stuff we're doing. Uh, get the show notes. Got lots of, lots of cool stuff. Go read it. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Fortnite Podcast. All right. Well, without further ado. My co-host, as always, the man himself that I, I spent some time with in, uh, on the beach this past couple weeks, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? What's up, boys? And yes, we did. Turn a little, turn into a vlog day. Yeah, huh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of a vlog day, uh, a lot of fun. But yeah, it was a great time. We ended up uh, getting some coffee, riding around, doing a vlog. So make sure you go check out Monster D-Face's video of that. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and it, it was a great time to, to see you. But... We both went our separate ways after that. I went to Anaheim to cover the CWL uh, and what was happening there, which was back-to-back major wins for 100 Thieves, which, you know, shout out to those guys. And then you went off to what was happening that weekend, which I wish I could have been a part of, but I was already selected for the Call of Duty stuff, was the Fortnite block party, man. This thing was happening. You had the, you had the E3 party earlier in the week. So this was like a Fortnite week party long party action going on man they did not stop all week but you guys end up doing the creative block party mode on what was that on on friday right and then on saturday you guys did uh the the more competitive i would say portion of that uh and but all all of it was for charity all weekend uh so talk us a little about like number one a lot happening number one the block party how was it overall but number two like seeing the stage we're gonna see for world cup from what i understand seeing all the people there, all the creative personalities. Walk us through that weekend a little bit, Monster. No, yeah, the weekend was awesome, man. So in case you guys didn't know, Fortnite threw the Pro-Am. So this is the second Pro-Am. Last year was the first Pro-Am. This year was super, super dope. So last year I was on the outskirts, kind of outside looking in, and it looked like it was going to be a crazy event. And it totally was. But this year, man, I got to cast, like you said, cast kind of the the Pro-Am. It was insane. Uh, checking out the World Cup stage, saw the laser show, the lights, uh, just just the arena, the the way the the actual arena itself interacts with the players on what's going on in their individual games. A good example is if you jump in the storm, uh, your your screen starts flashing all purple and stuff, so the crowd can actually like just see exactly what's going on. So it's a super interactive stage, and it was just like a taste of what's going to come to the World Cup. And although Although it was like a celebrity charity event, dude, those end games literally ended up being like solo World Cup qualifying players going toe to toe. So it was it was quite the show. Yeah, it was really cool because like you can see like so for everybody that didn't get to see it, basically they're facing out in circles in audiences. It's, it's like a two story. Imagine like a two story stage, people underneath, people on top. And they all have screens and they're all facing out towards the audience. So like their monitors are, would be fate would what you would see on the backside. But instead of that, they put a like an LED screen, like a wall. So everybody can see everybody can see like the players that are playing, which is which is really, really crazy. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really cool to see that. I thought it was really phenomenal to be able to check that out and, and see what was going on with all that and and be able to like 
get a taste of what we're going to see at World Cup. Like you said, with the with the in games being one v one on the uh, on the program, it was a lot. It was a, it was a good little taste of what we might see in New York City. So that that was a blast. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think the event went really well. How did you guys feel about it? Like, I mean, obviously the Bariqua boys up there, you know, having having the time of their lives casting some program. But how did it overall? How did that go? How did you feel the event went? Yeah, all in all, I think it was a huge success. The creative day was the first time we ever tried to attempt pushing a creative show and and like bringing that to the community. I thought it was super lighthearted, very fun. Um, and then the show day itself, like the Pro-Am, the Battle Royale, just bringing it all back to full games, man. Felt good to see that early game action, that toe-to-toe, the entire story kind of develop and unfold. And, I, and man, I got nothing but good community responses from everyone else as well. It's kind of getting to feel again what it felt like to see an entire BR again to kind of bring it all back. Right. So it was it was really awesome, man, to be a part of that. Yeah, that's not it's I'm sure you're ready to see the full games because you've been jumping through these qualifiers, jumping into, you know, Storm Circle five and six continually, not being able to see the whole story and play out the whole game. And it it does have a little bit of a different feel, right? Whenever you can see from beginning to end, see some of the actions, some of the the rotations people took to get to that five and six and kind of how they built up to get to those rest of those circles um, and, and make it to that end game. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I like to hear from you. I mean, uh, it, was that something they were like, man, it's good to it's good to be able to uncover the whole story again? Yeah, it was definitely something that we've all been talked about. And we've been kind of vocal of. Uh, I think when we first introduced kind of like hopping straight into the action, it was like, oh, let's go. It's action, action, action. And then people kind of realized like, yeah, you know, we missed that early game story. Like, where's the storyline? Where's like right. all, all this other information that you missed the journey and now people get to kind of get an appreciation for that so you know overall i think it was a good learning experience and it just kind of shows that there's different um different flavors for different people yep. i'm definitely way more of a fan of full game action and then these kind of private closed lobbies and you know you can't be the land event so to hear the crowd feel the yeah, crowd yeah. and uh, get that energy man if any of you guys watch back the pro-am i'm all over especially the br uh the full br day the sunday and and you'll you'll you can hear the crowd react and them, them chant and it was it was just surreal i think i think one thing's consistent around all esports and that is if you're a fan of esports or a fan of sports and you go to an esport event like, just imagine, if you haven't ever been to one, imagine, like, the most erupt, like, best play that could be played at a football game or basketball game. And it happens sometimes multiple times, though, during the eSport and, like, the crowd. I think if people go to these events, especially like this, like the Fortnite World Cup, I think people that may have never been to an eSport event before are going to have something new that they've never got to taste before. It's going to be so enjoyable. Uh, and I can't wait for them to get a little taste of what what real Fortnite competitive is from beginning to end. Uh, especially in a live setting in New York. And, and I'm sure it was a blast there in LA as well. But one person that knows what it's like to be able to get, you know, through some of these games from beginning to end is our guest today from Misfits Gaming, Mr. Clicks, who has qualified over five freaking times for the World Cup qualifier, people. Yes, all of you out there that are wishing you could just make it once. Well, this brother said, that's okay. I'll make it five times. And here he is hanging out with us today. From Mitzvah's Gaming, like I said, the man himself, Mr. Clicks. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure to be here. We're excited to have you here. And I want to I want to walk through a little bit of, of, you know, going through your World Cup the past 10 weeks. I'm sure it's been crazy, just like it's been for everybody else that's been competing. Uh, and for Monster calling it and casting it throughout the past 10 weeks. But let's jump in here. Like, first off, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into your duos. Since that's what you qualified for with your partner, Skeptics. 
Um, you guys ended up qualifying the first week of duos available, which is week two of the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about like, first off, how did you start playing with him? Where did you guys start the chemistry at to begin with to, to get your way to even make it to the World Cup qualifiers? So basically around like maybe six months ago, he hit me up. Um, we probably played one time and then we didn't really play well or he didn't want to play with me. So he literally dropped me for the first time. We weren't even duos. But um, then he hit me up again like three months later when I got first and shared the love solos. And he's like, damn, you're disgusting and stuff like that. So um, we played. We did pretty good. And then we finally got invited to obviously not invited, but we felt our chemistry was amazing. So we played the first week of duos. And we absolutely popped off and it was actually insane. I had probably three days of practice since I um, got home for vacation on that day. So we had three days to practice and he was in um, Berlin. So three days to practice and we just popped off that day, got super, super lucky. And then third place was amazing. Wow. So it wasn't even months of like building up you guys together and this chemistry for a couple of weeks. Wow. Wow, that's just unbelievable. Monster, how hard is that to, to find that chemistry, especially against top players? I mean, they weren't playing just pubs. So th- this is something that I recently talked on 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 some of my recent posts is like I think we're reaching a point in Fortnite where it's not really game sense that's carrying people anymore in this open qualifier style format uh being mechanically just insane like crazy is really what's uh allowing people to excel in the current I guess competitive setting so like when someone like Skeptic recognizes hey yo Dude, clicks. You just destroyed. What was it? The shared love event, which yeah, is open qualifier style. Yeah, mm-hmm. open qualifier style format. It just shows that I right, mechanical, mechanically skilled players are just destroying open qualifiers. So this is why in in this last weekend, what was it? Epic Whale and Forty R Storm, two people that qualified mm-hmm. in solos. When you put two mechanically crazy players together mm-hmm. in open qualifiers, they're just doing so good. That's why Benji and Savage do well. Uh, Mitra and Mongru and, and Stompy and Shinkin. Like, there's yeah. so many duos that are consistent, but it's because they're just mechanically crazy. They can hold their own. So it, it's like when you, when you put clicks, yeah, when you put clicks with Skeptic, this is the kind of, uh, you know, mashing that you see in these lobbies. What about, what about for, for you? Sure. What do you think is the best thing about your team chemistry clicks? Like, what's the one thing that you think is, makes you guys so different from everybody else? Um, well, basically, I'm the aggressive player. He's the support player. So when they rush him, I usually go around on uh, top of them, and I usually just take them both out. And then when I'm fighting, he comes out and maybe gets a trap kill and stuff like that. And basically, um, when we get high ground, he builds, I go for kills, and I just either go down or stay up with him. But um, end game, I usually give him all my healing, all my mats, and I go all the way down and try to pop off as much as I can, get as many points, and hopefully get the victory go for three points and play side. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how you you and me play monster. You know, I I am the aggressive player, you're my support <laughs> player. No, I'm kidding. But uh but uh what what so what was it like clicks for you being able to secure your duo placement and know you already have a ticket to the World Cup the second weekend. Like all the stress is gone. The second weekend you're like, "I'm going to the World Cup. What's up, ladies?" Oh, well, it was absolutely insane. The first week I got 83rd, which is really bad in my in my head. But um, thank God the second week I got for or I think second, yeah, second with skeptic. Yep. And my I lost so much stress. I was like, oh, I didn't really need to qualify if I don't qualify for solos. It's okay. I still I'm still going to the World Cup, right? Right. And still won a guaranteed fifty thousand dollars. Um, my mom didn't believe me, and I'm pretty sure it was a clip on stream. I told my mom, and she I was yelling uh in my room, and it was like probably nine, and she was sleeping, and she uh, told me to get off and stuff. So it was kind of funny, but... um. Wait, yeah. wait, so your mom didn't really understand that you won a spot 
to one of the only spots out of basically almost you know 200 no, seats she, she screamed at me <laughs> she screamed at me <laughs> I get so, bed since the next day was school so so what is she so when did it has it finally clicked with her like what, what what's the situation yeah it finally clicked with her obviously um she's just like kind of going along with it my dad's the most supportive like person ever he's like making me so much stuff to help me grow and like twitch and basically he's just amazing so now that you qualified for solos and duos and you get a hundred thousand dollars well i guess you split the 50 grand on the on the duos with your partner but say seventy five thousand dollars does your mom's perception change at all um obviously but not like fully obviously she wants me to still go to school i'm currently like talking with like online school since that'll be the best for me as i'm growing streaming every day and trying to pursue content right and stuff like that but obviously she understands and it doesn't aware sometimes since i'm not like always talking with her and always like communicating with her but i try my best so what is it what is it like for you in school right now uh i, I don't think we've actually talked about this with anybody monster but mm-hmm. like going to school and being a qualifier in the world cup the most popular game in the world and going to the most extravagant and exclusive event you can go to to play yeah. in and that everybody wants to. What, what is that like at school, man? T- talk to me about that. It's crazy. So I'm going to be a freshman next year, but I was in eighth grade. Um, I just got out of school. Wow. And basically, uh, the eighth grade, like, understood. They're like, oh, my God, you're a god and stuff. But they weren't, like, on the fanboy side. But the sixth and seventh grade were absolutely crazy. Like, they watched my videos. They would ask for pictures in the halls. And I always was late to class since – they would either want pictures or say hi. And like, <laughs> when I got off the bus, they would like stay on the stairs because we have to go all the way up. Right. And they would just be like, oh my God, is that the real clicks? I'm like, yeah, what up, bro? And like, they could like so nervous to talk to me. That's but awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, all, it's also like hectotic or hectotic yeah. because um, people would just either ask for like shout outs or like, oh my God. Right. And like all people just randomly start talking to me just because I qualified for the World Cup and making a decent amount of money. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, I know who my real friends are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that leads me to the question do you have any close friends that you were going to school with that you were playing with fortnite uh, before well i don't really play with like friends in fortnite since they're usually not the best but i have like probably five <laughs> real friends and then like a hundred people who are just like hanging around right that are just- so so none of your real friends are good enough to play with you that's how i feel about <laughs> monster by the way no, <laughs> they're all controllers so i don't think they're the best hey 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 let's take it easy on the controller players okay yeah, 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 let's yeah, take yeah. it easy that's this guy <laughs> no no that that's i i completely get it uh but that that's cool I, i'm always interested to know how much your life changes as a as a kid uh-huh. going to school uh what that's like so it's interesting that you you kind of talk us through that because that's how i'd imagine it you know people that aren't your friends before want to be your friends all of a sudden right they they, mm-hmm. they want that clout that you're carrying around yeah, like, so so basically, um, last year, I probably was on a 950 PC, capped at 60 FPS, worst things. And I, I was like, Dad, could you get me this? I'll pay you back 100%. And I promised him, like, he even made a contract to, that I'll pay him back by the end of the summer, right? For um, the PC that I have right now. And I tried the hardest to make as, many, as much money as I can. And I got around $1,000 and then worked with him to, like, get around 800 And we finally got a God PC. And it's really, really nice. And I'm still using it now. Who, who built it, it for you? Um, I bought it pre-built. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's basically, it's insane how like one year, it just all blew up. My content, my streaming, like Fortnite, it's insane. I, I never do, I never knew I was going to like go this far because I'm 14 at the time. Or right now I'm 14 and uh, competitive was 16. So I was like, oh, I have no chance. So I didn't take right. it uh, seriously. But then when I heard the World Cup, I grinded every single day. I told my parents about it. They didn't really believe in me since, I, you know, any little kids just going to say stuff. Right. But um, 
then I qualified the first time and made a lot of money and they, they knew like, Oh, this could, this could blow up. Yeah. This could be a thing. When did you join misfits? So I joined misfits, um, the day that I got, no, the week that I was due as a skeptic. So like we didn't even do, they just signed me already. I guess they, they knew my shade of love placements, but I'm happy with misfits right now. So they, so they, uh, they got you before you guys actually qualified. So you were already under contract with them before you qualified. Okay. Yep. Very, very cool. Uh, and then, you know, let's talk a little bit about the, the solo competitions. You, like you said, you and, you and Skeptic has, have had great success. I mean, not only did you get second place um, in, in week two, but you also scored fourth place in week six, 23rd place in week eight. Always. So basically, you had, out, of, out of five opportunities, you had, you had three that were in the top 25, two in the top five, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then in solos, you, you qualified... On week week three, uh, and you got seventh yeah, place. I don't know qualified, but um, so basically the I'm pretty sure it was the fifth place. Uh, he got exposed for cheating. I don't think he cheats, but um, he got exposed for cheating, and obviously granted me the spot to win sixty thousand dollars and qualify for the World Cup for solos. So on that day, I'm pretty sure it was a Friday, um, and I went crazy. I looked at my phone one day or during school, and I literally flipped out. And my teacher was like, what are you doing? Get off your phone. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, because the ruling like, had to come out yeah. yeah, from the previous weekend. Yeah, Ziff yeah. ended up getting discovered that, you know, uh, some of the, the RBK guys, I think, helped high, like uh, leak, leak some of the footage, no, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They leak, they leak, yeah, they helped yeah. they leak some of the footage. It went, it went viral, ended up, um, you know, they did their investigation, ended up, uh, you know, disqualifying Ziff for a couple of weeks and, yeah. and his partner. But it all bounced in your favor for sure. Being able to select a, uh, an option. So you come home, you tell your parents then that day, Hey, I actually qualified this past weekend. What did they say then? Um, well, obviously they didn't believe me, but then the misfits, I made misfits, um, to call my dad since my dad's really, really close to my org and they believed me. And it was, it was insane. They were so happy. They're like, Oh, we should celebrate and stuff like that. So, um, we celebrated. What'd you, what'd, you do? what'd you do to celebrate? Did you go eat some I steak mean, dinner just, or what? We just ate pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, so, yeah, it was, it was insane. That's awesome, man. And, and now you've, so everybody can understand you got that qualification, you know, cause of the, dis, the, the disqualification, should I say from Ziff, hmm. but also in week one, this is a, this is a story of your solo play for anybody that's wondering how, how the leaps and bounds you make from week to week, week one, you got 83rd place, which really, if you put in perspective, it's not bad at all. I mean, yeah, it's not bad, but in, in my head, I was aiming for at least top three and stuff like that. Right. So in my head, it was bad, but not necessarily bad. Uh, and then you go, and this is all, every, so everybody knows, he's an NA East player. So in one of the most competitive areas you can possibly play, I think it's always arguable that between NA East and, and, and it seems like the European uh, servers, th- those are the two you know hardest ones to get through for most people. Um, but week three, so two weeks later, you, go, you, you jump up from 83rd to 7th place. Then two weeks later, you jump from 7th place to 3rd place finish. And then in the, in the final week of solos, you score out first place. First By place, right? Yeah, 73. I got either 79 points and wow. um, second place was 69 points or 68 points. So it was insane. I got a really big lead and I could have done better. Um, I did whiff one game, but obviously it paid off and I still got first by lot of points be being able to have that success number one against all those other players is just phenomenal but the consistency at which you hit top tens basically three out of the five weeks on both solos and duos you hit top 10 positions which is just 
Un- yeah. it just it's phenomenal man like yeah. that that's the craziest thing and like you said to go back you're 14 in school living with your parents playing you have mm-hmm. all these restrictions you gotta you gotta go to school mm-hmm. every day like you know there's people out there that are way older than you that have dedicated months and p- the past year to grinding every day not having to go to the obstacles of school and everything else and you were still able to pull it off i mean that's just you know congratulations from us to you that's just an, an incredible performance what do you think the biggest change or struggle between duos and solo play was for you like what what do you think the biggest difference is there so i mean my duo partner is obviously good um but at the time we didn't have the best chemistry so it was a little bit difficult going into it but i feel like for it's a lot easier for me in solos because i can basically do what i want to do i can focus on myself not necessarily another duo partner another person i have to split minis with math and stuff like that right. and make another decision for it and basically wait for him right. but for solos i could do whatever i want like i said um, make any decision I want and pursue that decision as fast as I can and basically just get high ground. So some people might say, Hey man, you're a young cat. You got, you got solid skill. You're, you're good to go. But what is it that you think takes your game to the next level against other people? Maybe even your age, maybe even older than you, because I, th- I think it's, it's, it's sometimes hard for people to be like, do you really understand you're 14? Do you really understand like VOD reviews, right? Can you really mm. correct your mistakes? What is it that you so, think you do so well when it comes to practice? So basically, um, I grinded every single day until I was the best. Obviously, people, I think uh, when I say that, I'm being cocky, but you have to have that confidence to go into the arena and play super high. I grinded as much as I can until I knew that I was the best in my head and basically always have the mindset when you're going in. If you mess up first game, that doesn't mean you're losing. I've whiffed my first three games, and then I won four games, no, three games in a row, and got seventh the fourth game, and I spiked up to at least 60, 62 points, and I needed one more game to uh, get, obviously, qualified for World Cup, which I did on week uh, nine of the solo World Cup. Right. <laughs> well, and, and like I said, you're going to the World Cup in New York next month, with not mm. one spot, but two spots. So you're going to be, you're going to have a crazy schedule for sure. Uh, mm. But as you, as you build up to go to the World Cup, what are your practice plans? What is it looking like for you? Now we're in summertime. You don't have to worry about school as much, right? So what, yeah. what are you doing for your practice schedule? What are you guys doing as a duo? How do you split up duos versus solo practice? Walk us through that real quick. Um, well, right now, um, I'm not really doing anything. I'm basically just probably just having fun streaming with other people and just basically having a blast. Me and Skeptic aren't really tryharding until probably in another week or so. And then after we do that, um, we're hopefully place high. I'm planning to at least place top 30. I'll be happy with that since this is my first land. So I don't really think I'm going to place high, but a hundred, a definite a hundred thousand dollars guaranteed is absolutely insane well if i was rolling the dice and i was going to vegas to bet on somebody you definitely be in my top few for sure i if you thank don't you, think you're you. going to make the top 10 i don't know who out there thinks they are going to make the top 10 then because because it's going to be pretty tough to uh to, to beat your consistency there what's your thoughts and overall on the qualifying format that you've just had to go through for both solos and duos do you like it um, well, I love the format. Absolutely. Cause I'm basically a W King player. My ping's absolutely amazing. Ping isn't the game, but it's obviously an advantage. So I either go up to someone's wall, take their wall and it's a point if I get the kill. Since my mechanics are really fast. So after I edit, they don't even know that it's my walls before it's even edited. So um, I edit it, I get the point, the kill, which is a point right. and I keep on getting kills. Probably my first game, I got 23 kills in a win, which is 33 points. That was, um, I think either the second time I qualified for solos or the third, which was absolutely insane. I knew I was in the lead and I just kept that mindset that I'm going to win. And I did. And I got first. 
So whenever you, uh, you you say that you are, you know, you have great ping, what is your ping that you're playing at? Um, well, in game, it's probably like zero to 20. So obviously sometimes it's good, but it's averages around like 10 to 15 okay. usually. So you are, you are in, you do have that advantage, obviously being able to yeah. have good ping. So that's always good. Uh, what, what in, is, in the World Cup, it's still going to be zero ping. So I'm not going to really obviously see a difference. I'm right. kind of happy with that. Yeah, for you and, and changing over to the LAN format, it's definitely might be more of an easier transition. Understand that, you know, the ping is so low where you're at, you'll feel better. Um, what are some of the, the changes that you think competitive Fortnite needs to be able to grow? What do you think, man, will make competitive Fortnite better? Right now, I think everything's fine. They're listening to the community a lot more. They told them to like hold back on the last week for Pro-Am. They did that, right? They added and like, told us to take away the Storm Flip. They did that. So I'm pretty sure right now, it's absolutely amazing. I think everything right now is absolutely good. But um, I feel like they need to stop adding some new weapons, which is kind of like sometimes ruining the game and trying to get used to it. And then kind of, obviously, they just keep on reverting it back when we don't like it. So right now, I think they're doing an amazing job by listening to the community. And hopefully, they keep on doing that. So you mentioned, you know, some some weapons coming into the game that you might not be too fond of, like proximity, right? Making it, you, you know, we, I don't know if all of us yeah. want to see that in the World Cup. Uh, and some of the other things. Uh, this week we're getting, you know, 14 days of summer is just announced today. They're going to be mm-hmm. unvaulting things to come back into the game. Uh, yeah. We don't know exactly what the state of the game is going to look like when it comes to World Cup. We don't know yet. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that that's good. I'm hoping that I can adapt super quickly because this game's all about adapting and basically pursuing that. Yeah. Um, and so my, my question to you is, are you worried about the state of the game at the World Cup? Um, well, obviously, there's a certain nerve in me that I'm praying that they don't like mess up something before the World Cup, which I can adapt to because the Storm Flip, I couldn't adapt to that. I just didn't play. I played probably three days of just CSGO grinding that because I had nothing, I had nothing else to do. So, yeah. What about you, Monster? How do you feel about the state of the game, per se, in quotations for everybody, like that, that, that it's going to be at World Cup? What, are, do you have some fears? Do you have some things you don't want to see, some things you do want to see? Um, well, I mean, the only thing that I'm getting nervous about is probably just me and Mongrel are going to pop off in solos because he's going my landing spot. So I'm a little nervous that he might ruin my game or I might ruin his game and the whole entire time is just going to be us 1v1ing. But I'm praying that he actually doesn't WK me and starts playing smart. Because he just randomly switched up to my spot, and I've, I've been going here for at least like five months. So that's the only nerve that I have right now. And obviously, shaking since this is going to be my first land event. So I'm probably going to be shaking a little bit. Uh, yeah. And, and to, to jump on that, like he said, like, so uh, Clicks has got his own problems, right? Dealing with Mongrel and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's not gonna an gonna easy one to deal with either, right? Well, of course, I don't think yeah, anybody be- making it to the World Cup is probably easy to deal with, but. No, yeah. every every single player in the World Cup is someone to uh, to be afraid of, I should say. Um, and we got a little taste of that at the Pro-Am, but my, my take on, on where the state of the game will be or, or my, my thoughts on the changes, uh, it's going to be a tough one. So, like, I think it's really going to depend on the loot pool. Like, it's, it's a, good, a good chance that the Pump Shotgun might make a return to Fortnite. And if the Pump Shotgun makes a return before the Fortnite World Cup... Like really what, what matters is ultimately what the loot pool is going to be like, because that is what changes the game. Some people perform really well under certain metas and circumstances. And when you change the loot pool, you change the, the player skill, right? So like hypothetically, if the ballers aren't in the game, a lot of players are not going to play well, not because they don't 
do well without them, but because they depend on getting past early and maybe that's their weakest point and the baller helps them get past that. Right. Um, whereas opposed to like, let's just use the pump versus combat situation. If you are a high ground player, if you're a dominant player, the combat you're destroying players, like having that range, having that aggression, then the combat plays so much better. But if you're a box player or a defensive player, a support style player, when your back's against the wall, the pump shotgun just plays better in that situation as well. So I feel like depending on the meta, the loophole is going to shake up who is going to be able to shine. So mm. players like clicks might not, let's just say perform as well under a pump shotgun circumstance, because if you push a player with a gold pump in a box and he stings you really hard or one pumps you, it's over, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think loophole is the biggest concern for me. I hope that we don't have too much of a loophole shakeup. I hope that the pump stays put away until after the Fortnite world. Yeah, Cup. I'm hoping that they Personally. don't do like major, major effects of the game before the world cup. Yeah. I don't want any, like everyone's get messed up just because of one. Well, maybe I, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. Okay. Because you guys don't want any changes. The majority of pro players don't want any changes. And I don't even know if fans want changes, but the reality is we have not had an event with any that hasn't had any major changes. Okay, like true along this but, whole but way. This, this event, this event that we're having this week, the 14 days of summer, those weapons will only be unvolted for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 24 hours. Oh yeah, yeah it, it's it's a very temporary uh event. So like for one day you'll have something unvolted, you'll be able to play with it, have fun with it. Then it'll get put away, you'll unlock rewards, and then well, and I'm not so, and so I'm not talking about like just not gonna shake the entire game. Yeah, I'm not talking about this event. I I, I realize like the 14 days, but my worry is you have these 14 days and all of a sudden it's another voting situation. We're bringing mm. a gun back. Everybody's got to try them again. People that didn't get to try these guns before they were, they were unvaulted or before they were vaulted, never got them. Now we're going to give the community, like, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying, yeah. like, when you talk about a game like this, I, we haven't had a change yet. And I would be very surprised if we make it to World Cup. And there's not a major change. I, that's all I'm going to say. About I, it. I think yeah. I think I'll hold out. And if the pump, like, if they do do an unvolting vote style and the pump is in the game, I, I just hope that the, if, if, so I would love to see the pump and the combat in the game at the same time. So we can get down to the bottom of who is going to run what and why, what is better? Because I, I genuinely believe that it, there's a play style correlation behind pump shotgun players and combat style players, because there's two uh, totally different weapons and, and they do just, they do different things under different circumstances. I mean, there's a, there's attack, there's a pump. And there's not pump yet, but I don't I don't like what you're saying there because we already have a combat, we already have attack. Why do we need like another shotgun that might do a well, fat two? What I'm what I'm saying is that if if there's an unvolting and the pump shotgun is in the game, the game will like be so different if you take out the combat and just yeah. remove and, and put back in the pump. What I'm saying, if they're both in the game, then we can get down to the bottom line. What shotgun's the greatest one? Because yeah. everyone seems to have like, you know, oh, this is better, this I mean, is better. And but the, then, then you start talking about the concerns that we have with like update 9.3, where they they changed the shotgun swap delay was removed, right? So like, yeah. without shotgun swap delay and you put the pump back in the game, you want to talk about W key pushers, like literally clicks might win the World Cup just if they do that. Hmm. I mean, 100. percent There's there's a there's a little way that I'm gonna do to steal people's walls, even that we're on the same thing. I know I'm gonna be able to do it. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, you and then you put like a pump in his hand with no shotgun delay, so he can carry a combat and a pump. Like I love that'll be insane. Like that that loadout would just be unreal. But you know, we'll see as we get closer to the World Cup what's gonna happen. I think everybody's state of the game question is always in worry. I don't. 
Does does Fortnite actually have a state of the game as much as it changes? I don't think like it's week to week, right? Like there is there is no one like the game never stays the same long enough for it to like be in a safe place. It's it's always it's always coin flipping. I mean, I was just in L.A. with you. I come back. I'm 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 literally swamped all last week. I could not do anything but work and life and just get through last week and play games a few few hours. But when I jump back in yesterday, right, I'm literally off a week, almost a, a week and a couple days from Fortnite. All of a sudden, there's beach balls in here. We got different weapons in the game. Like, uh, you know, all of a sudden, the, 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 the chug splashes are in here. I'm like, what is going on? I asked my son. Of course, my son, he plays every day. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this, 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 this. I'm like, okay, that's what's going on. And that's what I mean. Like, the state of the game is always changing. And so it's going to be interesting to see where we are in a month when you head to worlds and you see, okay, how are these play styles going to play different for people? Even, even like, like, like click said from between him and his, in his duo skeptic, like they play different. So how this meta, how the state of the game is going to play at world cup, I think is a big question and something that's probably hard to kind of prepare for. Don't you think clicks? Mm, it's going to be diff- uh, really, really difficult to prepare since I don't really know what I'm going into. I don't know what to practice because I don't know what's going to go on in the world cup. Well, um, to talk a little bit about uh, the the last update, I just want to I want to throw this out there before we get out of here, and that is I, I mentioned the chug splashes. Uh, Bala, who's a friend of ours uh, and obviously a co-caster with Monster, he said recently this past week, whenever chug splashes got put in, he was excited because maybe this could start to create these classes of play in the game, right? Especially if you talk trios where we're going and squads where we're going uh it looks like a lot of people have fun at least with squads but trios at least in competitive fortnite where we're going um what is your idea monster of these class-based you know hey you take hills i'll take this let's do this what's your feeling on that yeah i think we already see that uh because usually the shot caller is going to be the player that's going to hold the heavy mobility regardless so like you'll leave, let's say, the Rift to go or the majority of the launch pad. Typically, players, uh, duos, have that kind of shot caller, that person that's going to lead that 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 call. Um, so just having items like the Chug Splash and, you know, this just cracks open those kind of support items where one player can affect another player's game. Um, and the Chug Splash is dope, man. Like, the fact that you just instantly throw it on the floor and, and heal up your teammate on, on the spot, you turn, you can turn a situation around. I think it's so, so sick because if one person is turbo building and holding walls and the other says, I can heal you now, right? Yeah. As I'm chug splashing them. Like th- those are just little things that were never possible before. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, like, uh, it's kind of like Minecraft. Like uh, there's little health potions where you could just like PVP and basically just kill yeah. the kind of like yeah. state of form. Hmm. So I want to, I want to see more items that, that do this kind of stuff. I don't know. Like, dude, they're creative. They're creative geniuses. Rapping. They come out with some stuff that you never yeah. thought of, like the shadow bomb, the, the flint knock. There's a whole bunch of sick stuff. So anyways, I want to continue to see um, items like this be introduced again. What about, what about you from a pro, pro, pro player perspective clicks? You like, do you enjoy items like this that your teammate can throw at you, help you out with? Um, well, I don't, I don't really think it's necessarily because we already have a uh, healing pill. Po- we already have uh, minis. We already have slurps. We already have everything like that. Obviously it's a little adjustment to the game, but I don't think it's necessarily since kind of like the chug, the chug splashes are kind of going to be a, a little bit weird during the world cup. Since like you said, I could go try to get someone's wall and skeptic could be splashing like 10 potions on me right. or 10 chugs on me while I'm getting someone's wall, opening the window and hitting them for like 130 while they're still shooting me. Cool. So it's going to be really, really weird. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out at World Cup, man. Clicks, best of luck to you, man, as you make your way to the World Cup and get prepared. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining us today. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week? Oh, thank you so much. So uh, basically, you guys can find me, uh, Clicks, just Clicks on YouTube, just Clicks on Twitch, and uh, Clicks himself on Twitter, and I think that, that should be it. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for joining us, Clicks. Best of luck in the World Cup. And Thank you so uh, much we can't for wait to me. see what you and your duo do as well in the duos. Thanks so much, buddy. All right, Monster. So, fun time talking to Clicks. We had a great time chatting with him. But I want to get a couple tips from you. You've been watching all these games. You've been seeing all this stuff going on. You were at, you know, the Creative uh, Pro-Am this past weekend and at the, you know, all, all the things going on around the scene. So, I want to get a quick tip from you before we get out of here on maybe going back to the beginning, back to the background of where we used to be when we first started this show. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's tip and trick. Did you ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, Monster, so give me back. Give me a tip on when people are falling in, when you're finding that location. We talked a little bit about clicks, about, you know, him him having to go up against Mongrel when, he, when you're talking about drop locations. But... Give me a good tip for drop locations, locating a good location, and maybe getting on your feet and the consistency of, of that and how it pays out. Yeah, I think most importantly is about spacing yourself between other opponents in your area. Um, it's okay to just kind of like back off of a location. And if you're not going to back off of a building, if someone's going to land on you, uh, usually the player that goes in the most aggressive and literally you, you cannot flinch, uh, but the player that goes in the most aggressive is going to you know, get to the weapons first and beat you to the punch, or they're going to land on you and straight up pickaxe you. Right. So Clis kind of mentioned something pretty interesting. He says that when he goes into battle, he goes in with the mentality that he is the number one player and he's there to win the game. And he takes that to every single battle. Right. He takes that mentality that he is the better player to every battle. And yes, he respects players like Mongrel, as he said, but he also mentioned, hey, I hope Mongrel doesn't push me, right? And make me have to contest a fight every single time and, and you know, go for the 50-50 because ultimately it comes down to mentality and preparation. So a little tip for you guys out there. Uh, if, if you're, you know, hesitating, you're probably going to get punished. And if you recognize hesitation, maybe that's not the fight for you to take. But when you feel like you are at your utmost confidence, uh, you push that battle. It, it's it's really a mentality thing because you'll see the difference in your play. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how these fights play out because we've had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, qualifiers throughout the time, right? We've had some invites on certain events, but we've never been through t 10 weeks of, you know, these, these probably the, some of the hardest qualifiers we've ever seen in esports, number one, uh, and definitely the largest pool we've ever seen. And to be able to come into here and see literally the top players. Uh, and if you look at most of these guys, they had consistency throughout the entire 10 weeks. Um, and it looked like the people that, you know, sh should be rewarded for being there. But there were also a lot of people that just didn't make it through. Like, well, does it, dude, I have to ask you this before we go. So does, that, does that mean they're not as good as everybody thought they were? No, it doesn't. I, I really genuinely believe that this, again, this, this format rewarded certain types of players, open qualifiers, because there's players that just don't do well in open qualifiers, but in customs, like they literally win tons of customs against other pros because every, like when you put a hundred top tiers in the same lobby, 
the play is different. The gameplay is very different than open qualifier lobbies. There is, I guess, a lot more a randomness factor to, to random lobbies. And you have to be more of a, a PvPer because you got to get those points. So, um, well, yeah, throughout- winning doesn't really correlate to the point system when you cor- throw in the eliminations on top of it. Well, next week, I want to remind me and everybody out there, I want to talk a little bit about like what we're going to see as we lead up to World, to World Cup and after... What orgs are going to keep people on? What orgs are going to get rid of people? What what have we learned in the past year of all these signings of different orgs? Uh, next week we're we're going to have a good one. It's going to be a good one. I want I want to talk to this talk get some pros on here and t- that didn't qualify and talk about some of the struggles and things that that went through. So make sure you guys tune in for that next week. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Send, it, send all your complaints directly to monster at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. And trust me, he reads every single one of them with love and care and replies to every single one. So go ahead and send over the emails, Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, like I said, at the Fortnite podcast. Myself, too loud TX, number two L U D T X. Monster, M O N S T E R, letter D F A C E. Clicks himself. Don't forget clicks at clicks himself. And then, Monster, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week? Yep, as always, guys, you guys find me at MonsterDFace on any of my social media platforms. I have literally at MonsterDFace every single social media you can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but preferably find me on YouTube, guys. I recently released a new series called Monster Talks. It's just, you know, another way to kind of keep you guys uh, up to date with uh, things changing in our Fortnite community. You know what? Um, I mean, you, you're using the new house. You got all the new stuff. We didn't even get to talk about the new house, really. We'll talk about that next week as well. So make sure you guys tune in. And by the way, if you're listening to this show, We've probably hit 1 million listens by now. And I want to thank you guys so much for that. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here every week, to listen to me and Monster talk for the past year, year and a half about Fortnite and our love and passion for it. Thank you for making my dreams come true by hitting a million listens on a freaking podcast. It's been an incredible journey. Uh, Thank you, Monster, for being here with me every week, uh, doing this grind. And guys, until next week, make sure you dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.